So today, this is the Modern Savvy CPA. Um, I'm coming to you, continuing with my financial literacy series, the top 10 hot topics, and we're gonna focus today on investing. So investing is a, can be an intimidating topic. And uh, 20 years ago, when I was going to school, well, more than 20 years ago, 30 years ago, when I was going to school, not so much 30 years ago, when I was going to school, it was not something that the normal person would do. Um, move forward a couple of decades, I just spoke to, for example, a new uh, client of mine who's the grandson of an old, another client, and we were talking about his financial plan and things like that, and of course he tells me about his Robinhood account. So everybody is getting more educated about investing and understanding how they can bring that into their um, their plan, building their wealth plan, their financial plan. So I think that investing is a investing in the stock market. So we're going to be focusing on investing in the stock market, the bond market, mutual funds, etc. Um, not the real estate market today. Um, so I think that that's a good part of of uh, starting out when you're investing. We also are going to have a our second video is going to be a guest who will be uh, talking a little bit more about the myths about investing and starting on investing and thereof. So it's important to have the knowledge. Knowledge is power, right? So the first thing that you need to do is the focus of all of our, our um, shows is financial literacy. You need to be able to educate yourself on the different things. So the most, most important aspects of your finance should be, one of the most important aspects should be your investing. So, you know, you need to make sure that you're saving enough money to retire. You need to make sure that your money is at least growing than the fast, faster than the rate of inflation or at least the rate of inflation for you not to be losing money. What do I mean by that is, let's say you have $30,000 in your checking account and you kept it there. Now, checking accounts are normally not interest-bearing accounts. So it's definitely something that you need to be aware of. So having $30,000 in your checking account for a long period of time, on average, is like having money under your mattress. If you have $30,000 today, five years from now, with the rate of inflation, that $30,000 might be worth $25,000 because of inflation. So you always have to be factoring in the time value of money. Time value of money involves inflation. So what I'm basically saying, a dollar today is worth 75 cents, give or take, five years from now. So you need to at least have your money in buckets for wherever they are to be earning at least what the rate of inflation is plus then some. So for example, let's start with easy things. So the, the money that you need to access within the next, let's say zero to three years. So you have planned for this money in the next zero to three years. I suggest that money, which we talked about on our savings video, should be in a high yield money market account. Um, you can probably even do, do some three months, some six months um, CDs because 
that those are going to give you the interest rate right now i just looked up what um high yield money market accounts are doing and cds are doing and they're they're actually between four and a half percent to six percent that's what they're giving you so shop around for the right one right bank for that so you want to make sure that that um that's where you have that money now of course your monthly bills should be in your checking account that is something that's turned around all the time so you want to be able to um, have your your monthly expenses in your checking account because that's something that you're working so your budget needs to be your monthly budget needs to understand what your expenses are and that should be in your checking account your emergency fund should definitely be in a high yield savings um, type of thing or a CD if you're a newbie to the world of investments I'm sure you have a lot of questions we're gonna try to answer a bunch of them today um, of course this is an overall um, understanding of everything and the, the path that you need to go with is take this information and continue to 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 give yourself more knowledge on what you need to understand for investment so first of all any type of investment account right now is really easy to open for example like I said all the kids have this Robin Hood rave I'm not a big Robin Hood fan but you know I know that my nephews and and, and their friends and things like that that's the broker platform that they use personally I use a bunch of the other ones that don't charge fees for investing or don't charge fees for buying stocks ETFs or mutual funds so I'm big on understanding what it's gonna cost me to invest my money so that's one of the things that you need to you need to do you know so we need to talk about a few different things about investment so I'm gonna list them and then we're gonna go in depth about them also so we need to talk about how you you allocate your assets the time horizon like we talked about how long you can invest this money will depend on what risk level it's going to be in always diversification i believe in diversification in every single thing i do whether it's real estate whether it's it's education whether it's investing um even the type of clothes i buy and the shoes i buy i am diversified on what i do so i believe that you know you should have a little bit of everything and that that's how we live moderately and we we, we try not to get ourselves into trouble so also your risk tolerance some people are more risk averse than others so you need to look into that ideally when you're younger you should be in a higher risk tolerance um, situation because you're younger and some a lot of that dep depending on which pot of money you're going to be using it a lot of that will depend on uh, where you put the money which risk bucket do you put the money in which risk pot you put your money in so you need to understand that so when should we start investing so I say you start investing as soon as possible some people say you start when you get your first job of course you start when you get your first job because you want to start with a retirement account I actually believe in today's society you start your kids off as early as possible you sit down with them and you start talking to them when they're 10 12 years old about money understanding money getting comfortable with money how to look at um, look things up I mean it's so easy to find information now we're not going to the library and looking through the card catalog like we used to be able to do you know you want to find out something for example I was watching the Heath game yesterday and I thought that the guy from um, the, the Celtics looked super young I wanted to know how old he was 
My son didn't know. I didn't know. I took my phone and I looked it up and I found out everything about him. If it was 30 years ago and I was, we were doing that and I was in New York and I was watching the Knicks game, I would not have been able to have that information at my fingertip. But today, that information is gold. Knowledge is easier. So you, your chance to get where you're going is the to get to that power is is easier. It's all you have to do is want it. So we have a few things about talking about that wanting things and how much you want it will depend on where you're going with everything. So you want to make sure that to me, if you are a parent and you have children that are, you know. 10, 12 years old, it's time to start teaching them about the stock market, about how the market works, having them do little classes on things like that. Um, you can learn along with them if you need to. Um, those things like that. I personally, my first son, I started with him at 17 years old when he got his first job. He started um, his summer job. He had money in, but he wasn't doing learning too much about it, but he has his pension account with the first little job that he had. He also had with his second little job that he has. On his third little job, I had him open a Roth IRA and I have him self-manage that. It's a little Roth IRA. He self-manages it. He buys his own stocks. He researches the stock. He decides when to sell it. We discuss it. It's a chance for him to make mistakes too because it's a small amount. So it's a learning experience. So at that age. Now I have a 16 year old at home and we started his account earlier than that because he's more interested and he wants to learn so we have we set up his broker account a few months ago and we're working with one stock two stock etfs different things that he could be looking at so he's learning it's a learning experience so all of his allowance i deposit in that account and that's he's able to to, to use that account to get the experience of understanding about exchange traded funds mutual funds index funds you know, bonds, stocks, ETFs, things like that. So, um, like I said again, knowledge is power. So it doesn't matter how much you're starting your account with. I mean, if you start with 50 bucks a month, $25 a month, you keep adding to that and eventually it will get to the point that you, you know, it will get to a point that you're shocked that you're there. So you keep working with that. I believe that the stock market in general, the stock market, the 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 bond market uh the financial markets are a long-term thing whether you're investing with it for retirement you're investing with it for uh, a certain finance a certain goal that you're wanting to meet or you're investing with it because you just want to learn about it it's a long-term thing you need to make sure that you are learning long term um to uh, to understand what's you know you can't be looking at it every two seconds or you're going to have a heart attack. So that's how you, 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 you do it. So an investment account should be part of your budget. So whether you're putting in, if whatever, whatever you can afford to start with, you, you start with, if you're starting earlier than when you have, um, your real, your real money and you have real expense and things like that, and you're not living with your parents, and things like that, then you have a little more leeway to what you're learning. So if you start teaching your kids then, when they actually get their real first job that they're starting out with, and they open their accounts then, they have already experienced the ups and downs of the market. They're used to what's happening. They've played with their, their money already, and they have an idea of what they're doing. So, that's, so you wanna make sure that you're comfortable. 
You know, the more knowledge you get, the more literate you become with something, the more comfortable you are. So, you know, make sure you understand what investment strategies you're picking. Make sure you understand that you should retrust your company. You should, you know, do like the market is really down right now. And if I really sold in my portfolio, my underwear would be lost. But I'm still invested in good companies. I've looked at my portfolio. There are one or two things that are kind of iffy, but I always look at the health of the company, their balance sheet, their assets. I, look, I researched it. All of these platforms has massive research stuff. Yahoo Finance is one place that you can always go and do to, to look up things. You can do this while you're watching TV on your phone. So. All, if once you've done your homework and you keep doing your homework, you keep learning, you keep watching CNBC, you keep, get, keep getting your knowledge of everything, then you're definitely going to be able to improve your knowledge and improve your comfort level with what you're doing. The more knowledge you get, the more comfortable you're, you're going to be. So understanding your investment option is also part of um, your financial literacy um, understanding. So make sure that you understand what a stock is, what a bond is, you know, a stock is an ownership in a single company. You know, it's also known as equity. So when you hear uh, Josh Brown, which is my favorite uh, CNBC uh, commentator, tell you about um, equities, I'm invested in equities, he's talking about owning stocks in a company. So you want to make sure bonds is essentially a loan to a company. So they call that, you know, that's, that's an interest. You, you have an interest in there. So it's kind of debt that you're, you're loaning to the company. So generally a bond is less risky, but you know, um, you have to, you, that might be part of your portfolio. So stocks could be part, bonds could be part, mutual funds could be another part. Mutual funds is a mix of investments. So what they do is they, they have several different mutual funds that they have um, right now in the market. So if you're looking at certain mutual funds, you could be looking at a tech mutual fund, or you could be looking at a, um, a consumer good mutual fund. So those type of things, when you're thinking about those things, it's a combination of companies. So it's a little less risky where if it's a combination of things if one stock goes down you can usually average out at, at these things you know so then there's ETFs exchange traded funds which are usually bundled similar to mutual funds so you want to make sure that you understand um, your several different options that you put in your portfolio I personally have all of these options as part of my investment um, strategy you know, I don't have um, accounts with just one company. I have several different things. I do have funds that are managed by people. I also have something called my play money, which I started working with when I when COVID happened. I had my vacation money and didn't have a vacation to go on. So I started working with um, understanding more about investments and getting more comfortable. And, and although I'm a CPA, I did not feel that I knew enough about the different avenues of the financial markets that I am comfortable looking at things. So now, not only am I comfortable doing a little bit on my own, of course, I'm not going to put all my money in one pot, but I am comfortable doing a little bit of it on my own. I'm teaching my kids to do a little bit on my own, but I also encourage you to make sure that you have the right people managing your money because those people are experts. You understand their fees, what they're doing. Make sure you've taken you know, you, you, you 
go on to take financial literacy classes, um, get some coaching for yourself on it so you're, you have an overall understanding of what's happening with you. Knowledge is power and financial wellness comes with you having that knowledge and financial literacy is the way to get that knowledge to become financially well. So as I've always talked to you guys about financial literacy and financial wellness go, goes hand in hand with overall health and mental wellness. So you can't have one without the other and you have to make sure that you understand. So now today we look up everything on WebMD. You need to look up a lot of things on on um, Yahoo Finance and things like that. So this is gonna end the first part of, um, of the first video that we're doing on investment. Next, we're gonna have um, my guest, which is gonna be Jennifer Foster, and she's gonna give you some great ideas and things that she's learned being an investment advisor and investment coach and things like that. So thank you.